I'm Craig, and this is Thicker Than Water. My in-law was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes just about three weeks ago, and I've gotten to witness her deal with this in the same way that she saw me learn to live with type 1 when I was diagnosed at 13 years old. But when I was a kid, I think a lot of the difficulties were hidden from me. Not intentionally, but you don't see a lot of 7th graders on the phone with insurance companies and doctor's offices. I really only had to deal with the day-to-day management of the disease. My aunt, on the other hand, doesn't have a parent to do all of this for her. She has to learn how to control her blood sugars while on the phone, trying to get the medications and devices she needs to control it. It's been frustrating witnessing all of these roadblocks built into our healthcare system, but I've been really impressed by how quickly she's been able to get into a routine. Is it the new normal yet? I think I'm in the rotation for taking care of myself. I mean, I'm pretty much in tune with taking my shots, checking my blood sugar. I think I still think about it more than maybe I will, you know, three months from now. But the routine is going good. Also, my blood sugars have been pretty good. Today, I almost hit the unicorn. It was 99 this morning. (laughs) I did write my doctor yesterday. She did reassure me that I'm doing well. Do you feel like you're doing well? Um, yes. I think I'm understanding the relationship of what I eat and then how the insulin processes it as well as my activity level. I still haven't committed to doing that half an hour of walking because it's windchill 13 below here. And yeah. I haven't hit the bike yet. And I think it's because I'm I'm kind of thinking, okay, I see what the activity level is with my grandson days. And I think, well, let me just get a handle on that. And I'm still thinking if I can get that Dexcom, that'll help me because then I'll have a better understanding of the relationship of how the blood sugar works throughout the day. Is there a part of you that wants to just like experiment, like go for the walk when you're 90 and just see what happens. No, I'm not adventurous. That's not. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I might try like the bike. You know, the bike would be easier because then I'm here. I could test after every 10 minutes if I wanted to. So I think I would feel safer doing that than going out on a walk and being away from the house and having to carry stuff. But again, once I get the Dexcom, I'm assuming it's going to kind of do that for me, (laughs) you know. It seems like you're taking a very logical, like scientific kind of approach. It's like input this value of exercise plus carbs equals this blood sugar. I have a degree, you know, in dietetics. So- you know, a lot of what you do, you know, when I worked in hospitals, you look at the labs, you look at the data, you look at the person's lifestyle. So I think I'm kind of like trying to combine those and then look at it in that methodical kind of way. Doesn't mean I'm always going to be right. I understand that I'll probably get blood sugars that are too high or too low. And I'll be like, well, why the heck, you know, did that happen? But I've only been diagnosed for what now? This is the third week. And both the diabetic nurse and the doctor are like, hey, you are hitting the mark. So maybe it's because I have that background knowledge and I try to figure out things. And then if I figure it out, then at least I feel there's a little more control. 
I will say there were a, there were a couple of periods uh, just to talk on the other side yeah. of the emotional. Yeah. And you know there are moments like yesterday I went to see a diabetic nurse and you know it's not fun to talk about heart disease, your kidneys, mm-hmm. your blood pressure, your your feet, your eyesight. And so I wasn't thinking about all those things, but it became a little overwhelming, you know, like, ugh, you know, I have to think about all this stuff, plus, you know, just managing daily life. But I think that's just kind of normal. It's just kind of when you hear those things, you you have to have that period of this is really not fun. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if there's ever a part that becomes fun. Well, I got a nice note from your friend Cassie yesterday checking on me. Oh, good. It was just a pleasant little, you know, thinking of you, hope you're doing okay. I wrote her back, told her I was doing well. And then this morning she reassured me about travel. So I'm feeling like that could be more manageable because when you're online, and this is the thing I've learned too, as much as you love hearing that people have the same issues you have or have had the same difficulties, when you're new at this, it's overwhelming to see like a listing of all the horrible things that happened when I traveled. <laughs> it's kind of like the like the Yelp effect where you only review things when it's bad. Like when something like when you go and you have a good meal, like, oh, that was a good meal. And like maybe you're one of those people who's like, I'm gonna tell other people how good it was. But most of the time you don't care until it's, oh, there was a hair in my burrito. And that's when you go online and you say, Don't eat here. And so it's it's that effect of everyone is saying, oh, don't travel because this happened. But you don't hear all the people who say, you know, I traveled and everything was fine. It's more the newness, I think, that makes me more nervous. Like, I, I probably will do the vacation, but it'll be more of, hey, if you guys want to go out to dinner, fine. If you want to bring in dinner, fine. If you want to, you know, I what I do is what I'm going to do in order to feel like I'm okay. It's a very low-key vacation. It's not a vacation where we were planning to do, you know, these huge hiking tours or be on a tour bus all day or do all that kind of stuff. So it makes it a little easier. I'm still waiting for that Dexcom. It's crazy. They had put in the order. I didn't hear anything. I put an online order in, just thought, well, I'm going to fill out the form. And it said, oh, you're already in our system. Then I called and they said, oh, well, all we need is your insurance. And I'm like, okay, well, I could have called last week to give you that. So now I'm waiting for the insurance to approve, but I'm going to call again today because they gave me my reps number. So I'm just going to see if I can kickstart it a little. Have you talked to your insurance? No, but today I'm going to call them. Well, you know what? Whatever it is at this point, you know, I'm going to pay (laughs) because I really want the Dexcom. So- I'm going to, I have to contact the insurance because I was told that I need to have the doctor order me the extra insulin for a vacation. I have to get approval from the uh, insurance company. At least that's what the pharmacy told me. It's all these little things. It's the little stuff as in anything else in life that drives you nuts. (laughs) The little things. Yeah. It's the calling insurance. It's the calling the doctor. It's the going to the pharmacy. It's those little things that kind of add up. The parts where it's just count carbs, give insulin, or like go for a run are very, like you're not doing that 20 hours a day. You know, that's, you know, three hours, two hours a day is is that part. And, you know, the rest of it is just the little things kind of adding up. 
it's like, you know, when you have a baby, all of a sudden you're carrying around the diapers and the bottles and the, you know, bibs and the spoons and the extra clothes and, and wipes. And, you know, all of a sudden you have this extra that you have to think about all the time. It's like you're the baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big baby. And I'm sure the type threes would probably say, and sometimes you act like a baby. <laughs> you know, you and your husband, my uncle, how has that been? Okay, well, he's probably listening. Are you listening, Kat? Yeah. yeah, see, he's listening. Okay, so usually, like this morning, he told me to stop talking. So that's okay. You just stop talking to him? About anything diabetes, just stop. He'll tell me, stop. Okay, we're done for the... No, I'm not making you sound terrible. It's it's because <laughs> 99% of the time, he's totally there and he gets it. He went with me to see the diabetic nurse. He, you know, he's gone with me to the doctors. He's learning how to read carbs. You know, he, he helps me figure out the carbs at a meal. 99% there. But I know that 1% when I start, I wouldn't say obsessing, but I'm trying to really process something. So I would say right now it's going okay. But hey, we've been married, what, 36 years? So hey, <laughs> this is just this is the way we are. I mean, maybe that's, that helps. You already have, you have that dialogue, that relationship that you can kind of do that. And I realize it's also for my own mental health that I need to, okay, maybe I need to just go do something else, go work on something else. Do you feel like you're obsessing over it? I don't think I obsess. Okay. I think I just, there are periods like, this, okay, this morning, the doctor wrote me back from yesterday and I made your uncle come and read her note to make sure I read it right. Is this what she said? You know, on those days, I only take one unit, you know, and he's like, Yes, you read it right. But, you know, I still, I need somebody to just confirm for me that I'm reading it correctly and this is what I need to do. And so he's good about that. I mean, he's he's been very supportive, love him very much. So I sometimes I feel the guilt that I've put this into our life. And it's not guilt that I did something wrong to get this. It's just the sadness that... You know, a vacation is different now, or our daily life of meals are different now. I mean, trying me trying to figure out now how to make sure a meal is just as good for him as it is for me, because I'm looking at it differently. But I, I want to get to where I'm making the things that we always had and feeling like, you know, he's not just getting a plate to meet my carb requirement. And maybe you'll find as you get more comfortable with it that you might not feel so like regimented. With your blood sugars back down to more normal ranges, do you feel like uh, better? I wouldn't say I was tired because I wasn't taking naps. I wasn't feeling like I couldn't do daily activities, but maybe I was just kind of feeling like I don't want to do a lot. Now maybe I'm feeling like I have a little more energy and I can do things around the house. I don't know. Maybe I put off doing stuff in that funk period. But it seems like better in general. You know, as much as you don't like the diagnosis, there is reassurance in knowing the diagnosis. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what it is. I believe in, you know, if 
in knowledge, there's power. So in knowing everything, knowing how to deal with it and recognizing things gives you the power to take care of it. I don't want to be in denial, having the knowledge to say, okay, this is what I look for. This is what I need to do. This is how I can do it. It gives you some reassurance in your day. On the next episode of Thicker Than Water, Aunt Laura tries making some of the meals they used to have. Thicker Than Water is a production of Beta Cell, and it's produced by me, Craig Stewing. As always, a very special thanks to my Aunt Laura. This beautiful cover of Lean On Me is by the very talented Nina Raganese. If you haven't yet, subscribe to Beta Cell wherever you listen to podcasts to get all of our shows downloaded onto your listening device as soon as they're available. If you love Thicker Than Water, or any of the Beta Cell shows, you can support us on Patreon. There you can get bonus clips, as well as our brand new, supporter-only show, Out of Range, After Dark. I'm Craig, and this is Thicker Than Water. Share your love If you just